Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Big Ass Bird Show. Uh, why call ourselves that? Well, not only because our very first episode will be covering the largest flying bird in North America, the California condor, but when you put endangered species into a title generator online and the first result comes back, eight ways endangered species will make you a better lover. Well, the Big Ass Bird Show sounds downright scholarly. Uh, I'd like to take a moment to thank our, as of right now, non-existent sponsors and Patreon supporters. This will be just kind of a placeholder until we actually get some, and they aren't all related to me. Hi, Mom. Uh, if you want to sponsor an episode or think we should get a Patreon account, let us know. Contact details will be available at the end of the show. Um... This podcast comes uh, out of a project I'm currently doing for a class at Portland Community College, uh, but the roots go much further back to Mrs. Corson's third grade class at Ridgewood Elementary. Go Roadrunners! Uh, I think the idea of it was to have us get used to certain things, like doing research, writing a report, and then presenting our findings in front of an audience. Uh, the original report no longer exists, I'm 34, um, but apparently I did such a good job that she still remembers it. So uh, shout out to Mrs. Corson if you are out there somewhere listening. Um, Alright, let's get down to it. California condors, or scientifically, Gymnogips californianus. Uh, how can you tell if the bird in front of you is a California condor? Hint, it's in our title. A California condor can weigh up to 25 pounds, which is 10 pounds bigger than the average Thanksgiving turkey. It can reach heights of up to four and a half feet tall, which is the size of an average eight or nine year old child. Uh, the average wing, the wingspan opens up to an impressive nine and a half feet wide. Uh, and for context, that is two feet wider than the tallest NBA player ever is tall. Um, looks wise, um, while impressive, the California condor will probably not be winning any beauty contests anytime soon. Uh, they have black feathers on their body, although when their wings open up, there are white, almost triangular markings on either side. Their wings are broad and in, end in finger-like feathers, and their tail is fairly short. Uh, the California condor's head is what we would call bald, and the skin comes in a variety of charming colors like pink, orange, yellow, or even some combination of those. Uh, the heads end in a light-colored beak that has the ability to rip flesh and crush bones. Cute. Uh, why does a condor need these features? Uh, they are carrion eaters. Um, putting it even more simply, they eat dead things. And they need to be able to tear into the carcasses. And they aren't exactly picky about which dead things they eat, either. Um, they've been known to pick at the carcasses of dead whales. Yummy, yummy. Uh, so you are probably asking yourself, what causes this incredibly unpicky bird uh, to end up with a population of just 27 in 1987? Um, turns out the answer is pretty obvious. It's not them, it's us. We did this. Uh, a number of different things humans have done have affected the condor population over the years. Even a few idiots have tried to keep them as pets. I'm going to say this once for those in the back who can't figure it out. A bird with a nine and a half foot wingspan is not a pet. Thank you, I'm stepping off my soapbox now. Uh, the biggest man-made problem for the condors are guns, and more importantly, the bullets that are inside of those guns. 
Um, bullets were developed over time that were designed to break up inside the target. In hunting, these fragments get left behind in carcasses or gut piles. In agriculture, livestock would be shot that were too sick or injured to take to market. And to an enterprising condor, both of these situations equal lunch. Uh, now, after being ingested, lead goes into the bloodstream and tissues of a condor. Lead causes things like anemia, kidney damage, neurological impairment, and uh, treating poisoning in a condor can take at least a month um, via what's called uh, chelation therapy. A substance is essentially ejected in the condor, binds to the lead, and allows it to exit the condor's body. Um, this can take a month, and it can be so hard on the condor that it can kill the condor just as easily as the lead does. Um, uh, in 1982, the decision... Uh, situation was so dire that the decision was made uh, to start yanking the last of the uh, California uh, condors out of the wild and get them into captive breeding programs. Uh, the more condors, the more healthier and diverse the gene pool. The last wild condor was pulled from the wild in 1987. Um, in my own research, I haven't found anything like this that was tempted up to this point. So nobody had any ideas of whether this would work. Uh, if I'm wrong, please let me know. Uh, if the first sign that anything was working came in the form of the first chick hatching in 1988. Uh, the key to captive breeding programs is to convince the chicks that they are condors and not little fluffy humans. Uh, I remember a photo... Um, when of someone feeding a chick with a hand puppet that looked like the head of an adult California condor. A uh, technique was eventually developed, though, that allowed for even less human contact, where an egg would be taken to a foster parents to raise, which in turn allows the original parents to produce another egg in the same season. Uh, this is a process called double clutching. Yes, I can hear you giggling. Get your minds out of the gutter. Uh, anyway, in 1992, the captive breeding programs were successful enough that the first two condors were released back into the wild. Um, by 1994, only two years later, over 100 eggs had been laid in captivity. In 2006, the first nesting of a pair of wild condors was documented, which meant the condors were breeding on their own. Uh, as over time, more and more condors were released, with 500 wild condors at last count before the California wildfires last year. Uh, now I know what you're thinking. If the condor is doing so well, then what is the big freaking deal? Uh, the problem is that lead bullets are still being used out there, and condors are still being exposed to them. Uh, from 1992 to 2002, of the 123 condor deaths where a cause could be determined, 42 of those are from lead poisoning. A study done by UC Santa Cruz from 1997 to 2010 showed that half of free-flying condors had lead poisoning that required medical treatment. I'm sure there are other threats out there as well, but in source after source that I've read, lead ammunition is the wall that stands between the condor uh, and full recovery. Um, I just want to make one point perfectly clear. Nobody is saying give up your guns. Nobody is coming to take your guns or the ammunition you already own. Nobody is saying stop hunting. I'm just saying we need to tweak one small part of how we do things. Uh, if you want to make this change and you're not sure where to start, check with the Fish and Wildlife Authorities in your own state. Arizona and Utah both have lead reduction programs, and resources may also be available through other groups like the Ventana Wildlife Society. Uh, if you don't hunt, but you still want to help those helping the condors, I would definitely donate to, again, the Ventana Wildlife Society. You can find them at 
www.oregonzoo.org or consider donating to the Oregon Zoo at www.oregonzoo.org which runs the Johnson Center for Wildlife Conservation and has its own uh, condor breeding program. Uh, thank you um, very much for turning into my show. That's all I've got for today. If I haven't bored you to tears and you want to keep this going, let me know what endangered species you'd like me to uh, cover, especially anything that's not stereotypically cute and fuzzy. Uh, you can reach me at bigassbirdshow at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Uh, once again, uh, this is Gretchen Hutterly signing off.